to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They just were grilling her, just going at her, and she was sitting on the bed, and she was crying, and it was going, just going on and on. An hour, an hour and a half, and they weren't going to stop. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to part two of my interview with Faithful. Where we left off, he was plotting his escape with his wife and seven children. Today we learn how that all went down and how they began to integrate into the modern world. So you were starting to speak up or what was causing all of this distress the workload and what were the other elements? Because obviously you've survived the workload for so long. Was it your body was physically breaking down or was it that you were starting to push against the leaders? What was it or were you feeling suicidal? What was it? I I don't think I've ever, ever felt suicidal, but um, my journey to this point started in 2010 it was when I well for me it was as a young father and um, I had three children and I, I just I felt like I felt like there was a lot missing I felt like I wasn't a very good father and I wanted to be better. Um, it sort of starts before that because um, back in the 1980s, they went about shutting down all outside businesses that the men were working in. And one of the main reasons for moving to Gloryvale was that it was a big farm and everyone would work together on the same place and we wouldn't have any contact with the outside world. Um, but in 2003, we started doing some shear milking. And I, in 2007, I was sent to one of those 
outside farms and we um sort of not being under the direct control that we had been all of our lives uh, i remember me and my friends we started talking we started discussing deeper things and thinking which which was miraculous really because um you know that we that we ended up and usually there would be one person that you just couldn't you know they would turn you in for for saying the wrong things but but we ended up in this this situation where we all three of us were starting to talk and think which is quite different <laughs> um, yeah of course and so you know we started to sort of discuss about how could we be better and we started looking at you know the community at that stage and thinking you know if we changed this or changed that we could you know the place would be better um <laughs> a complete collision course with <laughs> coming up with your feedback to, to the leader wasn't appreciated yeah so um it sort of it came to a head in 2012 when um my brother-in-law had been writing a book about parenting um and we were all sort of excited about it uh he'd been you know doing a lot of talking a lot of thinking and and you know and, and writing this out and um yeah the book didn't last one day the leaders had it gathered up burned um he was put out in solitary confinement for a week um until he you know bent over backwards and crawled back in um it was just he was just demolished and i at that point i stepped over the line and said this can't be right this what went on here you know i just couldn't get my head around it how how heavy they had come down on this um, my wife and i were called into a meeting with the leaders which is a absolutely terrifying thing um and you know because we had not only not only received a copy of the book but we'd printed it and read it we were in serious trouble over that and uh, it was from that point there was sort of no turning back for me i could never see the place in the same light again um although it was a very long sort of journey from there till 2021 <laughs> yeah exactly nine years of getting the strength is it to or is it talking to your wife about should you could you how would you what takes place in nine years it's like being at war where the other side's got all the guns um your wife has been taught from a very young age and it's written in her marriage commitment that if you turn against the leaders or the community in any way she is not bound at all to listen to you to be with you to leave with you 
and the women that have done that stayed and wow. and their husbands have gone they are turned into saints and heroes so you know that they're the role models so it's it's an extremely difficult thing to follow Oof. so did a lot of that time were you ready to go earlier and you waited i'll say this and right up till 2015 i just wanted to make glory vale a better place okay i was a thinker i i read a lot of um stuff and, and you know christian how how christianity had um played out over the centuries and tried to get my hands on as much material as i could and i read our um our own creeds and stuff and was like trying to figure out how how we could you know make the place better um mm. but it was in 2015 that we was I sort of dealt a major a blow that i never i never could recover from and you know i had thought that we could make the place better but um what was the blow um the leaders you know they they had these things they taught you all their, all your life um that certain things were you know we would never change you know we were going to smack our children even if it meant we'd go to prison you know was this was this mm -hmm. one <laughs> and mm -hmm. um all of a sudden overnight they changed their minds and it was you know they just turned did an about face and um you know you can imagine people the people under them the people like us who believed them all their lives and saying this was right and then all of a sudden they turn around and say this is wrong the carnage in people's minds and um and we didn't have any sort of skills to replace it with like i uh, like i told you earlier um smacking and beating was an integral part of of, of how how parents dealt with children it was that was just the done thing um but it was sort of for me it was more the way that the about face just happened and all of a sudden i was the enemy because i was holding on to a belief that they had taught me yes it's a complete head fuck. You're like, I've been doing this, even if I felt like a piece of shit, I've been punishing my children in a way that you punished me. And you one day turn around and you say it's wrong and we don't do it, but I've been doing it, living it. And now I have to just stop because you decide in a moment. So was that the blow where you're like- mm -mm. So, yeah, so they had a meeting and- um, yeah the the leader was that old leader he was uh he knew how to set the meeting up so you knew which way the wind was blowing and you knew what you needed to say and um and i just watched as people all around me just 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 you know gave up and decided yeah this is the way it's going just jump on board and um i didn't stand up in that meeting it's it's an it's suicidal to do you know like to stand against the regime is just 
your life's never going to be the same again. And I'm, I was, I was really upset at that meeting, but I went away, I talked with my wife and that gave me the courage because she was backing me up to, um, the next day they had another meeting and said, now we've heard that some people, uh, you know, are, are against what we're saying. And, uh, I was the only one who stood up and said, yeah, that's me. I said, I don't believe it's wrong. And, um, yeah, that was a pretty hard hour to face. What happened to you? Oh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot said, a lot of hurtful things said and, you know, people that you love turn on you. Who was that? Well, there was no one that stood with me anyway. I mean, I was alone. That was it. Um, I went home and uh, I talked with Loving at that point and said, we still, we still think that what they're doing is wrong. So either we have to say that we were wrong and change our minds or let's be gone by by the morning and uh we decided to uh leave at that point how do you leave do you take all the children how do you have a vehicle um at that point i was working on a farm that required a vehicle to get to it so I was able to get the key for that and um, we packed up through the middle of the night we were sort of packing up anything we could you know use I mean we had no financial resources at all so it was just a matter of sort of emptying our drawers and um, getting the kids out to the vehicle but right when I was about to I was just taking the first child out to the vehicle when uh, someone came out to the lounge because their baby was crying and they saw me and they suspected the jig was up so they called um, Loving's mum her brother and a couple of the leaders you know, like, turned up in our room a minute later. You know, they, they, was, they were very fast getting onto it. And um, they ignored me. They went straight for her. Um, but the obvious thing is if you can get the wife to decide that she's going to stay, the husband's going to be left, left hanging high and dry. And, um, and they just, they just were grilling her, just going at her and she was sitting on the bed and she was crying and it was going, just going on and on an hour, an hour and a half and they weren't going to stop. And I didn't know my wife well enough to realize that she was, I didn't realize she was so strong. All I could see was her in a lot of pain. 
from that point on, my wife didn't support me again in, in, what, in what I was thinking and what I was doing. Mm. And so that's a really, really dark time of my life. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So now you feel like you've got everything to lose, so you stay. But in the staying, you've lost her in a way right yeah she doesn't trust you she you're in somewhat the enemy but because of this dynamic you're glued together in these awful circumstances Mm. what changes her mind in 2021 is it seeing your demise is it what shifts her perspective? Um, well, 2021 wouldn't have been 2021 without 2020. Right. Um, so, you know how I've, I've said how Gloria Vale, the, the, the whole structure is, is there to control and watch your monitor everything you have to be at every function and that and then lockdown comes along in 2020 and um the early childhood centers got shut down the mums had to look after their little ones at home um we were allowed to have dinner as a family for the first time in our lives um at home which wow. was really, really something. Um, because there was people pushing back and trying to, within within a short time, the leaders have their people that they use to change things and, um, yeah, control things. And so they were trying to get, you know, because they couldn't have the meal times and meetings together as a as a whole community anymore, they at least wanted each hostel floor of about 60 to 80 people to be having it together, you know. But um, I, I just kept on having it in our room and sort of pushed back against that. I got in trouble over that. But um, my wife couldn't deny that, you know, that, that experience changed her perspective on a lot of things. And, um, it also, cause, uh, cause of the lockdowns, there was a lot less, um, I was working at a meal rendering plant at that stage and, um, you know, supply was cut by half to even a third. So there was actually a lot less work. So we were a lot less tired and stretched. Mm. And so we did, we had time to think we had time as a family um and there was some really really good things started happening for us and she couldn't deny that so that sort of was a foundation for her um backing me 
Were you waiting for something to shift within this six-year period? Were you kind of ready to pounce as soon as she was on board? Were you like, we're fucking out of here? I think um, that's probably in the back of my mind, but you've got to realise that there was no light at the end of the tunnel as far as we could see. As sure. far as I could see. And to you learn to um, to protect yourself from disappointment in life by not having dreams. Sure, sure. So and there so, wasn't like long-term planning to this. No. Because, right. I mean, I mean, the whole time... I mean, the whole time I was there, I said, you know, Glory Vale is the place that I'm supposed to be. And I know, I know I, you know, this is the place for me. And it's just, there was, there was no way out as far as I could see. And so you, you learn to live with it. And, but, um, I ended up in trouble at the end of, um, 2020 when I, showed support for the levers that were bringing a um, civil court case against the community. And... um, I mean, that seems like a silly thing. I'm not in the cult, but it would seem like a silly thing to do, right? (laughs) What are you trying to do here? What, what, What is happening, Faithful, for you to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Well, it, um, I'm going to just go along with this here. Well, to be as uh, how it played out, it looks a bit different. Um, we didn't know um, myself and a couple of my friends um, were simply approached by someone who we didn't really know. And they said, you know, there's something big happening in Greymouth on this date um, that's going to, you know, change life in the community forever okay sort of sort of the way they put it and um and i was like you know oh yeah okay i'll if you can work out a way if you can work out a way to get us off the property and in to see this uh, i'm happy to be you know there to see it um they also they convinced two of my friends to actually go on tv Wow. Yeah. Um, that was which, still in the community? Yes. So I declined that one. I thought that was way too risky, but they went ahead and did it. And, um, of course, they blur the face and distort the voice of the person, which would work if you weren't part of a very small community like we are. Cult, yes. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, the the guy was recognized straight away just from his his elbows. I mean, just... Oh, my God. So this thing happens, because I want to get to... I I really want to get to modern day, but this thing happens. You get caught, you get in trouble again, right? So now you... uh, I'm seeing you as a rebel, you know, within this, you're a liability. Absolutely. 
I want to know, I want to get to the day you leave because I really think it's important for us to cover off the past two years as well. Take me to the day that you leave and what loving your wife, how do you arrive at this decision? You're rock bottom as a human being. You're close to death physically, mentally, spiritually. How do you do this? So starting from when I got in trouble at that point, Mm. I was, we were, the three of us were called into a meeting and I came out of that meeting and I knew that I could never go into another meeting like that again. Um, Are they beating you in these meetings? No, it's psychological torture. Tell me. And it's just... It's just, I mean, they have all the power. These men, they have all the power. You don't have anything. You can't, you've got nothing to stand up to them with. They've got your wife. They've got your children. They've got the money. They've got everyone on their side. You're alone. And they just, they just level everything at you until you're, can't take it anymore you break you're wicked you're a sinner all your life's mistakes are brought up before you because they know them all you know and um they just break people and they're good at it they've had lots and lots of practice and um i came out of that my heart was broken my i knew i couldn't survive i would I literally believe I'd have a heart attack if I went into another meeting. It was that hard physically on me. Mm. Mm. And um, I said to my wife when I went home, I said, I'm never going into another meeting, which is, which means if you get called in and you refuse to go in, you're out immediately. Right. So you had made peace with the fact that you were done in some way. In some way, yeah. Um, it was in November of 2020 after that point that, um, so every year the husband and wife gets, um, one day and two nights away by themselves. That's your allotted husband and wife time for the year. And, um, and I remember this was the first time in my life that I opened up and I told her my life story and the abuse that I had received in many ways as a child. And, and, um, I think we talked for about 14 hours straight. Um, and she didn't, you know, she'd like, I didn't know her well. She didn't know me. She didn't know my struggles. Um, and that from that point, she understood me. Um, so with the lockdown sort of changing her mindset about the community as a whole, and then with her learning about me, it was in January 2020, um, pressure was mounting, pressure in the workplace, pressure from the leaders and everything. And I, that was when I re- remember first saying to her, I feel like I need to go. And she couldn't handle that. 
it was it was a massive thing i mean like i said the women it's very hard for them to leave yeah yeah very hard it's made purposely made that way and she felt like if she left you know she would lose her salvation she would lose her children everything that she'd ever Mm -hmm. believed you know been taught would go wrong would Mm -hmm. go wrong Mm -hmm. and so we were on the seesaw for those three months um where i would say i feel like i need to go she would say well then you should just go and i said no i'm not going without you but she couldn't deny that i was i was completely breaking down the pressure from work was mounting because people were leaving especially men were getting you know leaving and um weren't getting replaced in the workforce and and so we uh, at work it was just getting ridiculous um the <laughs> i mean it's just it's bad enough the fact that as a worker you take all of the responsibility of getting the job done and doing the job and you have absolutely no authority over how what tools who you work with or anything you just get given the job and you've got to do it figure it out yeah and um blood sweat and tears is all you've got to do it with and so it was just getting ridiculous i was getting run down i was having experiencing pain on every day and um and so finally i said to her look what if we just went out for a weekend and had a little break and she agreed to that and so i had to make arrangements which was very difficult thing to do without phones or or anything i had some friends on the outside i had a farmer that i'd worked for i rang him uh, on my wife's office phone which she let me do and um, i rang him and asked him could i use his house Um, he had a spare house on his property for the weekend and he was yep perfectly happy with that and then i had to figure out a vehicle because i didn't have access to any vehicles anymore and um so i asked another friend on the outside if he could organize a van for us and um so we planned to leave is this with the children yes so we were going to be taking the children with us okay got it got it um yeah i guess the difficulty was that i had still had my work to do the last offal would turn up at um near midnight on friday night and so i decided to process that as soon as it arrived and we would get away at about four or five o'clock in the morning which was a necessity we needed to do it in the dark or else we'd never get off the place so we learned from that mistake anyway um but um so i organized that and um yeah that night (laughs) that night i had a a near miss um 
where a cooker exploded and um, yeah that's that's the reason I've got yeah part of the reason why I've got PTSD <laughs> um, I narrowly escaped death there so that sort of actually helped but um so we, we got to this house on Saturday morning and of course we were supposed to be going back by Monday morning um, that was the that was the idea the plan but then um, my wife had already asked for a doctor's appointment for me because of the chest pain that I'd been continually getting and that had turned up as a Monday appointment and so she said she actually said to me well why don't we stay Monday as well and you can just go into town from here and I'm like yes and then um, I went to the doctor and the doctor said look you need to be off work and he wrote me out a uh, off work certificate and I was walked out of there thinking well this is a worthless piece of paper yeah who am I going who am I going to show a an off work certificate to back at home that it's going to mean anything to yeah if I'm walking I'm working yeah yeah and so you showed your wife she said well you're not going to be able to stay off work if you go back home so let's stay here till Thursday there's a meeting on Thursday and we need to be back for that mm -hmm. and then the meeting on Thursday got cancelled oh so <laughs> now you're not going back and so it got to Saturday and we finally we um I felt well enough by then to go to take the kids for a drive and we went to the beach and we met up with her nephew who had been um thrown out of the community um yes for thinking and reading and visiting people and um she was able to hear his side of the story for the first time and it changed her perspective on things and then we had a a long conversation with a couple also who had come out a few months before us and they they just said look just ask us any questions and we asked questions for a good couple of hours and they just answered and and at the end of that she said to me you know i think i think i can leave wow and yeah so I, like i say it just wasn't an easy quick thing to leave so you left for a weekend and it's been two years and you will never return that's right it's uh there's nothing to go back to believe me so what i mean how bizarre would it be to move into the new world like i can't even imagine what you're learning still currently day to day you know oh, the first three months are just crazy um learning well you get you know you get your bank account you get a card and you like you literally have to get people to help you through every aspect of normal daily life um going to a supermarket for the first time was just so daunting 
and uh, we, you know, we just had lovely people would turn up beside, you know, see my wife looking lost, <laughs> and um, they'd help her through, help her through this. Um, we got a lot of help through the Glory of Our Levers Support Trust. Um, just wonderful people all around who chipped in, who, you know, took the time to understand what we were going through. And, yeah. you know, we just, there was just an overload for months, um, getting, creating our identities. Yeah. How old was your youngest and how old was your oldest, eldest child? So our oldest girl at the time we came out was 13 and mm-hmm. the um, the youngest was just under a year and a half old. But um, we found wow. out um, within a couple of weeks that Loving was actually pregnant. Um, so she, which we didn't wow. expect. <laughs> so wow. yeah, we've got a little boy now. So yeah, it was it was seven kids between the age of thirteen and one. Uh, um, and and just their adjustments, right? I can't even imagine what that would be like, especially for the older kids. You know, new schools, new people, new way of life, new regimes, no work. It would be mind blowing, quite literally. Yeah. Um. So we we decided to homeschool. Um, so okay. That, um. Yeah, so that was a bit of a journey in itself and, um, mm-hmm. you know, starting from scratch with seven children isn't isn't actually ideal um, for homeschooling. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But also We've I guess the adjustment, the adjustments, m- m- it might be helpful right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, like the kids would not have been, you know, they wouldn't have been able to put on a school uniform. They would have that would have been really difficult for them, especially the older girls, you know, they, um, yeah, there's just so many things in that. And like, so you, you've grown up in this really small close knit community. You didn't learn all the skills of making friends and that you just knew everyone. Skills. You just, you just knew yes. everyone and, and everyone knew everyone, but you know, we had to learn so much about that um there's been a heap of yeah deprogramming to do between i mean especially between me and my wife and our mindsets huge massive amount of change yeah and and you're still obviously in the middle of it like it's not been very long yeah two years is is a short time really for someone coming out of a place like that yeah. For 36 or 34 years, that's a long time to, yeah, decompress and process. Also, I guess you've got a lot of space now to acknowledge trauma and to acknowledge the disconnect that you are facing with yourself and with your wife and children. You know, I'm sure it's been incredibly painful at times as well have you got support to guide you through that yes well it's um it can be quite difficult for a start like i mean i'd 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 done a lot of thinking and left in my mind 
a long time before I went. But my wife didn't have that time. So she's been behind quite quite a long way behind me on my journey. And um, yeah, so we've we've had to get a lot of help and we're getting some really good counseling and that for the kids as well. Um, because you just don't realize how how messed up you were. And how ingrained it is, I guess, in you, what you think, you would think so many things are normal that are not, you know, and then you're faced with other ways in the world and you're like, holy shit, I still do that thing or we're teaching that or we're, yeah, it's just like, I actually think there's a whole episode <laughs> just yeah, on there is. I mean- the afterlife of, of this I mean, perhaps we explore that if you're open to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we've we've really scratched the surface and um, there's a lot, um, there's a lot that I would like to share about how, how people end up being manipulated in this way. And um, I mean, because yeah, I just see how how my parents were were recruited into this, manipulated into this, and became, you know, and and this whole thing grew. Yeah, there's just there's some things that I feel really passionately about warning people about how you know how people can start to manipulate you and how institutions will start to manipulate you and try and control you and yeah I think it would be interesting to do another conversation on how to protect your loved ones if you see the signs or if you could inform us with that I think that's really important but also integration into normal society. I feel like we've, we haven't even really gotten there yet. I think just to round up, are you both happy and satisfied with your choice? It's, um, it's a thing I've heard before is there's, there's good days and there's bad days, but even the worst day on the outside is, better than the best day in a cult it does i mean you in those in those first couple of years things can get very emotional at times huge paradigm shifts and sometimes you wonder if you made the right decision but if you think about it for five minutes you remember you remember and we do not regret it and I will not regret it for my children. They they are going to be able to dream, to be themselves. And I know it's a, it's been a difficult journey even for them. They lost all of their friends overnight. And we lost, you know, I lost eight brothers and sisters there. And my wife was from a family of eight. Um, and a lot of cousins and you know we miss them that's probably the worst part um my mum's still here but she, you know she won't talk to me um so there's a lot of difficult 
things there, but yeah. Can I ask you, are you able to survive now with the, like your livelihood? You came out with a lot of skills. Are you able to work yet or is the PTSD stopping that from happening? What's your progress from um, integrating? And yeah. So I started, I probably started working a bit early. Um, there was, there was a job came up um, you know, just a couple of minutes from where I was living when we came out and the, the main thing for me was that the, the man running the business, he was a really good man. He was going to treat me well. And that meant that I had confidence that I could start there. I started at two hours a day and I've, I've slowly worked up over a year and a half to where I'm doing six to seven hours a day now. Um, it's been a, that's been a bit of a journey, but for me, the main thing is that I'm with people who are going to treat me right. I, mm. I can handle a bit of work, but I can't handle <laughs> abuse abuse is yeah. yeah we really need to pick this up this conversation but our final question for everybody on the deep is the same which is who are you when no one's watching i saw that one and i thought that's a really good question who am i when no one's watching uh, the thinker and dreamer quiet contemplator I love people I love watching people I love finding out how people tick and uh, it's kind of who I am yeah I was the quiet kid in the corner <laughs> I thank you for being with us and you know, I could tell how nervous you were to start this and how apprehensive. And I hope that we've given you confidence today to feel comfortable sharing your story. Yeah. Um, and if you do, we'd love to have you back to go into this a little bit further into the current, the current times. But we thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Faithful story is astounding. I really wanted to know more about what it must be like to have to integrate into modern society after being born into a cult. We're going to discuss all of that in part three. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi everybody, it is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting, it's quirky, it's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you will hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.